Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where everyday topics and everyday people come together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fly. And welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us. Man, I'm telling you guys, these storms and technical difficulties. But nevertheless, we are here. We are live, and we are welcoming our special guests and new guests of the evening, you guys. We got author is Strawberry. She's in the building. 
And this evening, she's going to be bringing us her latest, her newest release entitled Diamond in the Rough, you guys. And so she's going to be telling us all about this awesome book that she's been excited and anticipating to release, um, which um, folks will be able to purchase it and all those great things. And so we're going to learn all about um, Arthuris Strawberry her craft, and what her readers uh, can be in store for you guys. And so we're going to pay a few bills. We're going to come back. We're going to welcome our special guest, Arthur Strawberry, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, where the Beautiful Butterfly Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. So, big shout out to YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally, you guys. And so, do us a favor. Make sure you share the show, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. Let everybody know about our special guest this evening, Arthur Strawberry, you guys. And if you're out there, Maybe you have a question, comment, or you just want to call in and show us some love. You can do that. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so we're not going to delay any longer, you guys. We're going to bring the special guest of the hour on here, you guys. Let's see. Strawberry, you there? I am. I'm here. Welcome, welcome. We finally made it through the storm. <laughs> How are yes, you doing? We did. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic, doing fantastic. And so today we are uh, delving into uh, this new book that you have out. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and and how uh, writing began for you. Well, actually, writing began for me uh, a few years ago, actually. Um, my best friend, who's also an author herself, uh, she started writing, and she always told me that I would be a good writer someday because I have such a vivid imagination, and I like to tell stories mm-hmm. and whatnot. And at first, I didn't think I was any good. I just started writing in diaries and just kind of writing short stories. And so I ended up talking to uh, my mentor, author Cedric Lewis, who um, offered to kind of mentor me and help me out. So the very first project I ended up doing to kind of help get my name out was an anthology project uh, by Reva Williams. So I ended up doing that. And um, actually, it's with the uh, current book that is out now. It was a short story with uh, a different plot, different storyline and different characters until I actually revised it and turned it into uh, the novella that it, that it is now, actually. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
it took it took me a while though. Um, I'm very very shy, of course, but I'm learning every day to kind of get over that hump. But it did it did yeah. take me a while to actually get into this industry. So now that I'm in it, I, I've learned a lot of uh, new things, and I'm still learning. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for you, um, even years ago, when when you first started uh, this writing um, process, what was it that inspired you to want to write? Where did where did you gain your your motivation and your inspiration? from to just write in general? What inspired me actually was the fact that I know I have so many stories to tell and yeah. the fact yeah. that a lot of people kind of view me as being weird at times. So it's just a mm-hmm. way to kind of get my whole personality, my whole self out uh, through imagination, through real things that have happened in my life. Yeah. And it's just an, another outlet of therapy for me. So a lot of times when I'm feeling crazy or if I'm in a bad mood or even in a good mood, I just revert back to writing. Now, I wasn't always a writer. Um, I started out as a reader, actually, and then I ended up changing into uh, being a writer. Okay. Awesome. And so, a lot, you know, a lot of times people, um, especially um, when you're shy um, and kind of to yourself, people – um, it seem you know seems to think like oh you weird because you're mysterious you know because people who are shy are very mysterious so people can't it, it's really a good great poker face because nobody really knows what you <laughs> what you're thinking right. or, uh, or what you might say you know so it's actually a really good you know poker face and so um, I, I could definitely uh, relate to that as well and so uh, for you um, what do you believe? Um, has kind of brought you out of that shyness. I know you said you're still trying to get out of it, but do you think writing has also helped uh, as well to, to kind of get you out of the shyness? It has, and, and the reason why it has is because every character that I created, I have to be that character. So a lot of the characters that I have aren't shy. You know, and that's actually, <laughs> right. and I mean that's actually the strawberry in me because Lauren herself <laughs> is the shy person. So the strawberry, <laughs> she's more sassy, and like that's like my alter ego. <laughs> so right, sometimes right. I'm in between strawberry and Lauren, so one like a a little uh, second of me is Lauren, where I'm a little shy, then I'm a tad bit strawberry. So I'm trying to kind of find the balance. Sometimes I get both of them confused. So yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for you, um, and because you were as such an avid reader, who are who are some of um Lauren's favorite readers? Who are some, some readers that um you really were able to connect with their work and, and may have even been inspired by their writing? Well, I'm actually inspired. Um, I really look up to author Cedric Lewis. He was actually one of the first authors that I started reading. Um, and then okay. I um, got into uh, reading more authors. I started out mm-hmm. also reading um, author Samani, who is the author of okay. least eight or nine books now. And yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe less or more. I'm not really sure. But I know that she has a lot of books. Um, and then I also liked um, Alison Hobbs. I like Zane. Um, actually, before I started out reading Cedric, I started reading just Zane. Like, I would not read nobody else's books but Zane because <laughs> I love the erotica. <laughs> and I guess I was the strawberry <laughs> in me at the time. I didn't know my inner strawberry at the time. 
So, and then after that, <laughs> that's when I started to get into Alison Hobbs. And then after that, then that's how I started reading Cedric and really getting into the urban fiction. Because at first, Absolutely. when I was younger, I used to hate reading. I used to think it was boring. Like, I never could understand how people could read until I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And then that's how Absolutely. I ended up kind of getting into this whole industry. Absolutely. And so for you um, getting into this, and, and especially being um, a shy person, but also being a writer, um, I would think that it definitely – uh, expands your imagination and your creativity. And so when was that moment um, that you had first created that, you know, this book originally um, before you, you made the changes to it? When did you decide that you wanted to put that book out here uh, to promote and for people everywhere to be able to read it? Well, um, when Diamond in the Rough was actually just first born and it was just a short story, um, what made me create that was based upon all of the ex-boyfriends that I've had in my life. And this story is a twist of every single guy that was in my life. So that's what made me want to actually write it. And then what made me want to change it and revise it a lot of the characters were still in my head and they were still talking to me because at first uh-huh. I was just going to, you know, just leave Diamond Rough alone and just create new stories. But right. my my inner character self would not let me. And it just had me just recreate Diamond Rough how it should be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so even – um, with this awesome book. And so for the folks out there who um, may just be tuning in, we are talking about um, author of Strawberry Book entitled Diamond in the Rough. And so I'm sorry, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. And so for the uh, folks out here uh, who are just tuning in, uh, we are talking about authors' uh, strawberry book entitled Diamond in the Rough. And so for the folks out here, tell us a little bit about the book without giving away too much. And tell us who are some of the characters that we're going to be introduced to. Okay, well, the characters that you will be introduced to is, of course, Diamond. Um, Diamond is more so she's trying to come into her own and find herself. She's kind of everywhere all around the board. Uh Um, And then, of course, there's Apollo, who is, well, actually, I was going to give away the book just then, but I'm not going to, but there's also (laughs) Apollo. And 
Mm-hmm. A lot of readers who have maybe have read it already or have not read it, um, I will say it will in a way confuse you, confuse you a little bit where you're kind of wondering, okay, why did this happen? And I, I, made right. that, I made that actually purposely because of the fact as I was writing this book, you know, Apollo was talking to me and all of them through my head, Diamond and Tonight. Then we have Rick and we have um, Rebecca and War. All of them were talking to me at the same time as I was writing. So sometimes there are a few um, points in this book where it might not make sense, but it will make sense later because this is a series. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Um, so, Yeah. With this book, um, you have um, Apollo, uh, then you also have Diamond as well. How did you go about creating um, the character for Apollo? Where did you where did you draw your inspiration? Because Apollo's not just any old regular type of, of character. He <laughs> he definitely has <laughs> a, a lot of tricks up his sleeves. So tell us, where did you kind of draw your inspiration to create Apollo? Actually, Apollo, he is a twist between uh, one of my uh, ex-boyfriends that I had when I was in college to also <laughs> one of my ex-boyfriends that I, that I had when I was in high school. So he's a twist between wow. both of those. Yeah, and <laughs> I love Apollo. Like <laughs> That's like my husband right there. I love him. So that's, that's what made me try to create him. <laughs> Absolutely. But Apollo, oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> and then of course, um um Diamond and so as far as Diamond, um, how did you go about making sure um to make her character everything that you want it to be? Because oftentimes, you know, uh when 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 you're writing uh, we have the ideas in mind of, oh, I want this character to, you know, have these certain characteristics. And so um, how did you go about making sure that she stood out, you know, in the book the way that you wanted to? Well, I went about that because Diamond is sort of like the inner the inner me, and in, in, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very curious about her sexuality. Uh, she's curious about what she wants. Not just in life, but what she wants in a relationship standpoint. So she's always right. so me creating diamond is another form of how I am in a way. It's like the inner me. Oh, very nice. And so, of course, uh, with diamond, uh, she's uh, definitely a person who has been through her her same ordeals. Um, as well, and so setting up the scene for Diamond because she definitely uh, goes through her challenges of just kind of deciding, you know, what kind of woman she wants to be, you know, how she wants to live her lifestyle, and so um, as far as some of the issues that took place uh, with Diamond in her childhood, what made you put such an influence on the way Diamond grew up and her reflecting back to, you know, the way her father grew up and, and the way, you know, he kind of ran his course throughout the neighborhood? Well, given the fact that with Diamond and how her father was, uh, the, it, it's pretty much because of the fact she's, she's confused. It's like she really wants to be that bad girl 
you know, person. Right. But really deep down, she's not. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's really one of those uh, shy, sassy type of females. And even though mm-hmm. on the outskirts of her, you know, out uh, not interior, but like her outer self, it's just kind of like people think that Diamond is one person, but she really isn't. And mm-hmm. she gives off that because of what she was grew up around and how she was raised. And between Apollo and her father, you know, they were both in and out of jail, you know, which is similar right. to, you know, the inner me. You know, I have right. family members that are incarcerated. I've dated um, incarcerated men on and off for the past eight years. So mm-hmm. Diamond, how she was raised and grew up, is pretty much the reason why she is the way she is. And her right. father didn't make it no better because of the influences that he had around her. And until, mm-hmm. you know, until the fact that he got incarcerated, and then, of course, Paula had to step in. But even then, Diamond just was not having it. She was still all over the place, giving Apollo a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so with this, and, and and having those challenges, what do you think, um, because even you talked about personally about dating men who are incarcerated, and so do you have those moments or who have been incarcerated? Do you have those moments where you're sitting there like, why? Why do I have to, you know, why do I have to be attracted yeah. <laughs> to this particular person who's in and out doing, you know, you might want the nice dude who, not saying that they're not nice men, but, you know, the nice man who has a job and, you know, and is, is doing the upstanding citizen type of role. So do you have those, or had you had those moments where you kind of question like, okay, what what's kind of going on with me where, these are kind of the men that I'm choosing. Yeah, all the time. And, you know, a lot of yeah. times, with, like I said, that, that makes it a lot easier for me to create diamond because of the fact, yeah. you know, everything yeah. that I always question in myself as far as, okay, why do I attract these kind of men or what is it about me where I have to have these kind of issues is pretty much the same things that diamond has because all she wants is just a man that is upstanding, honorable, provider, you know, all of that. Now, of course, yes, she mm-hmm. has that with War and Apollo, but it, the way that they got it was not on the up and up. And how mm-hmm. their lifestyle was could, you know, have them being incarcerated to where Diamond is just left on her own to fend for herself. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like she just wants a partner that's regular, that does not have a record, or, or, if, or if he does have a record, at least, you know, being on the straight and narrow. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, of course, um, in this book, uh, because so much goes on, it it takes place, uh, what made you want to um, center this book around um, Apollo and Diamond and kind of talk about what made you want to create these two characters who were very similar in some ways, but very also very different from, from one another? Well, what made me actually center center the book mainly between uh, Diamond and Apollo was because Mm -hmm. that was how things were back when I was growing up, of course, with me and my brother. He and I are seven years apart. And how I looked up to Apollo, that's something I always wanted to do with my my real brother. 
You see what I'm okay. saying? Like, I've always wanted to be close mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. brother and all that, given the fact that we're so far apart in age. And right. that was, like, something that I kind of wished for and really hoped for and dreamed for, to be very, very close with him. And so that's why I created right. that part in Diamond and Rust, because Diamond and Apollo are very much close. Yet they are very mm-hmm. much different because there are things about Diamond that Apollo doesn't know and things about Apollo that um right. that Diamond doesn't know. Right, right. Absolutely. And absolutely. Not absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna take um a short break, you guys. We're gonna come back and uh, we got some uh questions. Uh, from some listeners in my inbox here. So we're going to ask uh, authoress Strawberry uh, here on the show, you guys. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2, also author of the Devil's Calling Car 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. When I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Conversations with Trent show featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio network, YRN 1328. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we're joined by Authoress Strawberry, you guys, and we're talking about her book entitled Diamond in the Rough. And, of course, let's see here. Uh, Erica from Dallas, Texas, uh, wants to know, uh, how did you come up with creating the title uh, for your book? Well, hi, Erica. How are you? Um Actually, what influenced me to uh, name the book Diamond in the Rough was I was actually talking to uh, my mentor, Cedric, and we were having a conversation, and he mm-hmm. just happened to say, oh, well, Diamond in the Rough. And then I said, oh, my goodness, that's actually a good idea. I should name my book that. So that's what actually <laughs> influenced me <laughs> to name the book Diamond in the Rough because it is based upon Diamond in her life as well as everybody around her. and the little things that they go through. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, let's see here. Um, for you, um, in the uh, the first book that you written, 
Um, that was a different kind of love. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, it was the, the title was still Dominated Rough. Um, however, okay. it was, okay. it was a, a different um, plot then because that was, gotcha. you know, first gotcha. getting my feet wet and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. And for that, how much have you seen um, your growth um, as a writer since putting out that one and now coming back uh, with something even greater um, than than that first one? Well, um, I see my growth because back then I used to get my first person and my third person confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I still, in a way, kind of get that confused, but I do see myself growing a little bit better as far as when I'm telling the story. Right, absolutely. And let's see here, uh, Darren from Atlanta. Um, he wants to know. How often do you write? I know he says he knows some authors write every day, while some just write every blue moon. How often, as you as an author, do you write? Okay, well, hello, Darren. Um, actually, to be honest with you, whenever the character talks to me is when I write. And that mm-hmm. could be either for a book that I'm currently writing or a book in the future that I'm going to have coming out next year or sometime at the end of the year. It all depends on when the characters talk to me. And there are times, even if they're not talking to me, I would just sit and write or I'll listen to music, which will also influence me to write something. So a lot of, I can't say if it's every day or sometimes. It's just pretty much whenever the, 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 whatever the character really, really talks to me in my head. Absolutely. Um, Suzanne from Ohio, um, she wants to know, what are some of the – things that you have learned the most uh, by being a new author. All right. And you said her name was Suzanne? Uh-huh. But she's, okay, I'm sorry. Hi, Suzanne. Um, what I learned, actually, of being a new author is to pretty much have tough skin. Because um, before, before that, I used to always take things to heart. And mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time taking uh, constructive criticism. And I mean, in a way, I'm I'm still learning. I'm still learning that. Um, however, I do. Um, I'm getting better with that. But I've I've learned, and and seasoned authors have told me this to to always have tough skin. Pretty much being a, being a new author and being right. in this industry. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would assume you have to because as being an author, you know, getting writing something, putting it out there for everybody to, uh, you know, with a, with a microscope, they, they're reading it. And so – and then sometimes the feedback, you know, that you get from readers and stuff, you have to be able to kind of handle those feelings and those emotions because you're going to have some people who love your work and some people who may not be a huge fan of it, you know, right away. Exactly. Exactly, and I can actually give you a good example. My, I got my first three star, and that was from my godmother. And wow, she gave me a, yeah, <laughs> and she gave me a three star because <laughs> she because she said when she because she has her her copy in paperback. She said uh-huh. you know the font was a little bit small, and the editing uh, could have been a little bit more professionally done. But she said other than that, it was a good read. So she gave yeah. me a three star. Yeah. So, at yeah. first, I good kind of open, my feelings were a little hurt. Right. I mean, but, but, you yeah. know, as, as a regular human being, I, I honestly, my feelings were a little bit hurt right then because yeah. I'm a yeah. I got my first three star by a family member. <laughs> so, 
uh, with this book? Because I know uh, you probably had a lot of anticipation on where you wanted to go, how you wanted the story to come out. So what were some of the challenges that you had uh, getting this book out the way that you wanted it to? Well, the challenges that I've had, I kind of even have writer's block, and I'll kind of get upset with myself because it's like, okay, you know, one minute my characters are talking to me and then they're telling me what to write, and then the next minute they just stop talking to me and then each character would get into altercations with each other and then they're getting an altercation with Ed. It just kind of drove me crazy. <laughs> so it got to the point where it's like, okay, I just want to write what I think and, you know, through whatever character is in my mind right now. So right, that's pretty right. much the, the twists and turns that kind of gave me trouble as far as writing this book. It's like I, It took me a whole year to write this actually and it was it was really I had a lot of ups and downs with this, especially with um, the book being um, in a way based upon a lot of people that were in and out of my life and some of the people right. that were in my life you know had recently came out of my life and then they went back into my life again so a lot of times when I'm writing that also comes into play where I can't concentrate on the story because of the character, who the character is based upon actual real people that are in my life, well, well, mm-hmm. and, and out of my life, I should say. Yeah. When you go into um, creating a book and you, how involved, because I heard you mention, like, sometimes the characters aren't talking back to me, like, right. I, and I think a lot of people don't understand, like, well, you know, that, that relationship. And so as a writer, you really form, like, a, a, a personal bond uh, with your yes, characters, right. you know, like they were actually people. Is that true? Yeah, that's very true. Like, I'm having a conversation with myself. Like, like I remember my mother walked in uh, my room, and she actually, you know, caught me talking to myself. And she would ask me, like, Lauren, who are you talking to? I said, oh, I was talking to one of my characters. And she would look at me like I was literally insane. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people don't understand that. <laughs> and these characters, these characters are so real. Like, it's beyond measure. They're very much real. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, only, only you know, certain people are going to get that aspect of, of being able to connect with that character because you want to be able to, you know, get that character out and want it to speak to the readers um, in the way that you want it to. And so for you, um, writing this book and going back, making changes, getting better and better, what is your ultimate goal? Um, if, it, if someone was to ask you what is your ultimate goal as an author, as a writer, what do you want to be able to achieve? Where do you, where do you see or hope to see yourself five, ten years from now? To be honest with you, I want to go as far as I can in this industry. Like, I would like to turn – my stories into audio books. I want to turn them into awesome. movies that are in actual movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Not independent ones, but actual movie ones. I'm, I'm not going awesome. to make any sense awesome. with that part, but I, I really want to go as far as I can, and I want to be really, really well known in the spotlight where if, if anybody was to say Strawberry, they know who, who I am. Right, right. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's a great aspect. And I definitely know what you meant uh, about being at the major, being picked up by a major uh, movie production company where it's all over the world, everybody's able to yeah. view it, um, getting that support um, and financial backing, all of that behind it so it comes off in the manner in which you want it to. And so, you know, that, and that's the thing. The thing about it is, going step by step, you know, each day to make yourself greater at what you do. And so for you uh, in that process, uh, what are some ways that you keep yourself inspired? Like what what does Lauren do to keep herself inspired and and motivated? Because as an author, you put in a lot of time, you put in a lot of work, effort, sometimes maybe some sleepless nights. How do you keep yourself motivated um, as an author? Honestly, I keep myself motivated by watching movies. I'm a, I'm a big movie buff, and I love movies. <laughs> and, and and I know for some that might be a little corny, but that's honestly what keeps me motivated, movies and music, actually. You know, and there are times when, you know, I feel like I'm just aggravated or if I don't feel like writing or if I put the pen down for a minute, I'll watch a movie or listen to music, and then all of a sudden I have a, a big light bulb, you know, shine in my head or something. So that's pretty much mm-hmm. what keeps me motivated. And I do have a lot of sleepless nights, a lot. Wow. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, for the folks out here, um, who want, they want to become a writer, they want to become an author, you being in this, what advice can you offer to those upcoming authors and writers who got a book they want to put out here? What what would be your words of advice to them? My word of advice would be not to give up and to go ahead and live your dream and go for it. Don't let nobody stop you or get in your way. Absolutely. And I can always offer Absolutely. my contact information for those who really want you know, somebody to really talk to and mentor them as far as, okay, what should I do to be a better author, me being a new author mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I, I'm, all, I'm always available, you know, to talk to anybody in need as far as in that aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's great to have that because oftentimes, especially new authors, and it's great that you have a mentor and people to support you because sometimes for new authors who have been on the show in the past have talked about, you know, trying to get that support and trying to have that connection with people who are willing to support you and offer you great advice. And sometimes that can be challenges, you know, challenging, you know, for people to to connect with people who are supportive uh, of what you're doing. Exactly. And it's hard. A lot of times, you know, in this industry, it's very, very hard because a lot of times we're looked at where we're not getting as much support as that we should. But to me, it's not It's not about who all supports us. It's about us doing what we love and supporting mm-hmm. each other as black authors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you feel like it needs to be more of that? From what you've seen thus far in the literary industry, do you definitely believe it needs to be more support around, especially um, urban books, urban fiction, African-American authors? I do very much, especially especially now because I notice in some of these bookstores, 
we don't have much of a big section of of right. black authors. So true. Books. You so know, true. and I, so I notice every time when I go to a bookstore, I, I look for you know us, and and I don't mm-hmm. we don't have a big section of that. But I mean, I, if you see a whole lot of you know James Pattersons and stuff like that, but yet mm-hmm. you know we we just I feel like we're kind of we don't get the support that we need, and we need that. absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely agree. It's been times where I went into some big major book retailers and I'm like, okay, where's your African-American section? And it's like this little bitty, you know, this little bitty section at the (laughs) end of the corner and everybody else has these, you know, rows after rows of of books in their yeah. categories, and it's like, okay, wow, this is this is it. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, I hate to say it, but there is still a lot of racism out here, which yeah. is why we're not yeah. in a whole lot of these major bookstores. Mm-hmm. While a lot right. of we have a lot of independent bookstores where we'll sell a lot of black author books and stuff, not in the major ones, though. Right, right. So true, because you have a lot of people, especially African-American authors, who have written great books, and some people have no knowledge of that because they don't have access to it. You know, it's not in their local bookstores, so unless you order it online, it's not going to be, you know, there at your fingertips for for you to get a hold of, you know. So it's very important that, you know, we continue to help one another, get the word out, and to demand, you know, bigger and better markets you know, when it comes to books um, of our category, you know. Um, You know, and and that's the thing. It's it's even more important for, you know, those who may have kids. It's important for them as well, you know, to see Mm -hmm. see somebody that looks like them, you know, on the bookshelf or on the cover, you know, when they walk in the store. So it's it's, it's very, very important as well. And so uh, for you, um, of course, I know that uh, with this awesome book, and so for the, tell the folks out here where they can go. Where can they go to purchase Diamond in the Rough? All right. Well, to go to purchase Diamond in the Rough, it is available on Amazon and in Kindle plus paperback. I believe that's the same thing as Amazon. So paperback and Kindle is also <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> I'm still learning that part. And um, or you can get yourself an autographed copy from me personally directly. And of course, if anybody wants to contact me or follow me, of course, my I have two Facebook pages. Uh, one that's Lauren Horner uh, with Author Strawberry. Then I have another one that's Lauren Horner and Strawberry uh, with my book cover on the on the Lauren Horner Strawberry one. And my book cover is on that. And of course, I'm available on Instagram. I have two Instagram pages: uh, Lauren the Strawberry, and then Strawberry underscore Just J Warner. And I also have a Twitter account, which is Strawberry eighty five eighty four. Wonderful. And so, of course, you know we have to find out uh, where where did the name Strawberry come from? You know, because when you when when you first told me. Um, author of Strawberry. It's funny. It's so funny talking to Lauren because um, she has the little strawberries that pop on screen like automatically, like ding, ding. <laughs> you know, it's like a it's like a trademark. And so, where, how did you get the name Strawberry? Where where did the strawberry come from? Oh wow. Okay. Well, you know what? My mentor Cedric Lewis, author Cedric Lewis, actually nicknamed me Strawberry. And the reason why he nicknamed <laughs> me that. <laughs> was because of the fact every time he and I would have a conversation, 
uh, via text message, I would always have a strawberry at the end of my name. Or if we would talk on the phone, okay. I would do something where I'm eating a strawberry or something. And so it got to the point where he just said, you know what, I'm just going to call you strawberry. And from then on, it just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, of course, you have uh, a diamond in the rough. We are Eight months into 2017, man, this year is like really, really um, flying oh, by. Flying by quick. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so for you, uh, what other things would uh, Author Strawberry like to put out, work on? What are what are some of your upcoming projects or things you you would definitely like to make happen before the year's over with? Well, I will say this. I do have another book coming out uh, September the 23rd, and it's called Love. It's um, an interracial uh, romance novel, and that will okay. be coming out shortly. And I also I have another one coming out sometime this uh, year as well. I'm not really sure what the name of that one would be, but I do have one cooking there. Um, I do have uh, some books coming out next year. Um, I do have one coming out, I uh, believe, Valentine's Day next year called New York Roses. And okay. I have another book coming out December 18th of next year called um, Marital Secrets. Um, Wonderful. So I, I do have so I have so many stories in the works. And, of course, uh, the sequel to Diamond and Rough is coming as well. I'm not sure if it's going to come this year. Um, it depends, well, <laughs> it, we'll say it depends on the characters, if they talk to me or not. But. Um, there is going to be a sequel, so um, yeah, Diamond in the Rough uh, two will be out either this year or next year. But other than that, I do have a lot more books coming out. That is incredible. That is incredible. I am definitely looking forward uh, to reading uh, more of your books, and so I am so glad that uh, you are out here and stepping outside of that shyness a bit and and definitely making things happening and uh, giving the readers uh, some great material uh, to read. Um, And and that's the thing. You know, we we need more great material out here um, and books to draw out our imagination and creativity. So you are definitely doing that. And I'm telling you guys, when you – See this book I was telling uh, Mara that the the cover is absolutely amazing, um, amazing cover for it, and so Aww. I'm excited for you as well. And so I hope you'll come back on the show uh, with the other great books and, and chat with I us, will. and so we can delve into those as well. Definitely, I definitely will. I actually loved being on here. <laughs> Thank you, I definitely <laughs> appreciate it. And so, um, of course. Uh, for you, uh, for the folks out here, what would be um, your last words of encouragement to those that are out here who may be a little shy, got a little shyness, and it's kind of hindered them from, from doing certain things? What, what would be uh, Lauren's uh, words of encouragement to those? Well, my words of encouragement was is to pretty much do a leap of faith, you know, because it never hurts to try. And you have nothing to lose. If you fail, get back up again and try again. Right. 
Never give up. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And so you guys, make sure you um, head on over to uh, Amazon. I'll be uh, sharing the link uh, for you guys as well so you can purchase uh, the book. And so, uh, Lauren, I definitely appreciate you hanging in here with us through these uh, these evening technical difficulties. Uh, but it Aww. was a, a pleasure having you here on the show. And uh, definitely feel free to come back on at any time. Let us know. And we'll make it happen. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I hope you have a great rest of your evening and weekend, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Yes, honey, you do the same. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. All right. All right, you guys, that was Authorist Strawberry. Uh, Make sure you guys head on over to Amazon.com, purchase Diamond in the Rough. You'll know it would be the sexy little kitten uh, in the diamond on the book uh, by Strawberry. You guys, definitely go out, support her, uh, get it on your Kindle, uh, order the paperback if you'd like to uh, have that finger to those pages, order it, support, and leave um, her some feedback. Authors only get better. Uh, by the feedback that they get from the reader. So you guys make sure you go out, support her and all of those great things, you guys. And so what we're going to do is going to take a little break, and I'm going to tell you who's coming up on the show next week. Hang tight, and we'll be back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Saxon. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the beautiful butterfly show. And you guys, speaking of uh, speaker and coach Michelle Jackson, you guys can join her for Crossroads, I can't get my words out today, Crossroads of Purpose Conference. Uh, going on Saturday, October 21st, that's noon to 4 p.m., taking place at Lake Catherine um, Nature Center and Botanical Gardens. Um, that's going to take place um, in Palos Heights, Illinois. So you guys make sure you can purchase um, your tickets uh, by heading to eventbrite.com, Crossroads of Purpose, COP Conference. Uh, so if you just put in a search engine, Crossroads, of purpose, uh, you will be able uh, to get your ticket. Um, tickets are only thirty dollars, I believe. Yes, thirty dollars. 
And they're also looking for volunteers. Uh, so you guys can connect with uh, Coach Michelle Jackson on Twitter, um, on Facebook, on Instagram to get more information and more. This is going to be an awesome Awesome event, you guys. Uh, she has the lovely Taylor Thomas, Michelle Opal, and Ashley Janelle on the panel. Um, so it's going to be a great event, you guys. Crossroads of Purpose Conference going on Saturday, October 21st, noon to 4 p.m. in Palos Heights, Illinois. So you guys can uh, find out more information about that and more on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page on Facebook and on Instagram, the Beautiful Butterfly Show, uh, for more details on how you can get those tickets. So coming up Tuesday, you guys, we got special guest Alicia Buchanan. And Alicia Buchanan is coming on. We're going to be talking about her book entitled From Exile to Embrace, Seven Secrets to lead a happier life through love and forgiveness, you guys. And so I'm excited about having Alicia on here. Alicia is actually one of old magazine's brand ambassadors, uh, so it's going to be um, a great time talking with her. So make sure you guys tune in. That's Tuesday, August 8th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. And so uh, with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, uh, but I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Have a great one.
Yeah. 
Can you tell? 